Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to begin boarding. If we could ask for your cooperation, would you all please remain seated? Well, how'd you sleep last night? I don't believe that's any of your business. <laughs> if you go to a Bansy Fall and you want to have a Prince and Hansel all in fub with you, don't forget to slop your dripper. Mr. <laughs> Nightlinger, what's for breakfast? Dude, apples, bacon, and biscuits. Well, forget the apples. Slap some bacon on a biscuit. Let's go. You're on the high ground with Craig Flowers. Live, local, and digital TY from East Texas today. How do you hear me, my friend? Loud and clear. Alonzi! Good morning, Texas. Hey, good morning, Texans. And everybody getting here as fast as you possibly can. Ah, but remember why you're coming. And remember what you left. And don't mess with Texas. Yes, indeed. There may be. There may be a few other states that are great. But as we know, there's only one great state. Learn it. Know it. Live it. Live, local, local and digital on the Horn app and Horn fm.com on your smart speaker from the banks of 360 fm 1049 1019 am 1260 streaming live on the horn app and you are listening live to the high ground my name is craig flowers and welcome to an extraordinary historic day on the banks of 360 where you will have the privilege of hearing what has become well it's become a historic moment right here on the ATX, in the ATX. It is the seventh running, or so we suspect, of the Horn Derby. Pushing the buttons, as they say, up in Schenectady behind the glass is T.Y. Henderson, the chaparral who continues to develop to become a young man of character one day, we hope. Uh, T.Y., how are you, my friend? Doing well. How about yourself? Good. I enjoyed the big, ugly tailgate. There was a lot of... <laughs> Good stuff going going on there, and you could always hear Casey on the back end of that going, "Okay, I got I got to roll, I got to roll, I got to go make some bark on my infamous barbecue." Probably the best we've ever had. Seated to my right, your left, creating that mirror effect. Oh, ten combat deployments. He is the pride of East Austin, uh, with the world's friendliest Rottweiler. Boy, everybody's talking about him. He is the UC Davis cornerback, Jamie. Frazier, everybody's talking about Jamie Frazier. Good morning, Jane. Morning, Carl. How's the weather up there? It is beautiful. Probably 78, 80 degrees. The members of the board arrived yesterday. They were jammed up in Baltimore, Washington International Airport. Um, several of the board members for Don't Tell My Wife Stables uh, had to spend the night, and then they took a big risk by boarding Spirit Airlines 
where they may charge you for every breath you take. Um, but they arrived, and uh, last night we they were able to to chase the elusive uh, black bass a little bit in between board meetings as we get ready for the Kentucky Derby here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, Kirk Godby, one of the uh, partners, founding partners of Don't Tell My Wife Stables, is out here with us, and he is uh, he's going to head out there to Churchill Downs, Jamie. He'll be there all week for the pole positions and all that sort of stuff. How are you, man? I enjoyed your Big ugly tailgate presence there with say pods. Yeah, it's always fun. Those guys are uh, a lot of fun to hang out with and just shoot the shoot what's going on in the city of a beautiful Austin, Texas. Yeah, it's fun. So Ron White, um, I was on a plane with him, and when he travels, he wears a hat and some kind of rose-colored glasses, and I didn't even rec- I didn't recognize him at all. When we landed in Austin. And we're pulling bags and everyone's, it's a soup sandwich. I mean, bags are on top of, you know, just all, it was a mess. Scramble to get your bag that particular night, excuse me. But I reached down and grabbed a bag and handed it to Ron White. I didn't know it was him. And he goes, yeah, that one's mine. I handed it to him. And he goes, thank you very much. And I looked up and I went, oh. And then I told him, Jamie, because you know this to be true. You lived it. I said, I just wanted you to know that you've brought a lot of, of laughter, light moments, and joy to a lot of soldiers who are abroad. And uh, he was like, thank you. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. And I said, yeah, we, we carry you in our hip pocket whenever, whenever we're off on far off places listening uh, to the great Ron White. The tater, tater, the tater salad. That's my favorite. Yeah. I love that he's in Texas. Yeah, I love when he when he has bulldog and he put a skittle. Was it skittles they put in there or something? I forget. I don't know. Lo- loaded him up. But uh, what's going on in uh, in the ATX? I'm uh, I'm about three hours away from you right now. Well, Oklahoma's got a big W last night off of uh, Texas and pe- Texas baseball. Um, I don't. Know, did, you, did you catch the game at all? Not one bit. In fact, I didn't hear the score till till you said it this morning on the Big Ugly Tailgate. I had no idea that Skip Johnson, former pitching coach, comes in there and and sneaks out a win. I don't know if that were you at the game. No, didn't go. No, but uh, well, I'm I'm uh, I'm. It's today. Today's the uh, number two. What time do they play today? Oh, I don't. What time is the game today? T. Baseball. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I can look. Give me one second. Yeah. No, but no, that'd uh, be good to good to follow. Go are ahead. you? Uh, you're going to go. You're going to be at the TCU uh, UT game coming up. I am. I will be in town uh, in Fort Worth for the Friday night game, and then I roll to Abilene for air it out. I'll and, be there uh, as well. Oh, good. Well, you're going to. Well, <laughs> uh, I got to think through where I want to position you uh, if you want to be part of the the patio. I I would love for you to join us in our patio. And you would be most welcome, I promise you. Um, it would be a great experience for you, and you would enjoy it, T.Y. I'd love to host you in Fort Worth. And you will see a different side of TCU fans that you haven't seen yet. I would, I would appreciate that. That sounds nice. All right. Well, let's keep that, keep that going. Jamie, today is a uh, historical moment, the seventh running, so we think. It could be the eighth. It could be the ninth. We're not sure. Um, of the running of the Horn Derby, and as we – set the field here as part of the morning story. I will uh, ask your comments on some of these 
horses and just get your feel. I mean, you've spent some time with with uh, hardly any of these horses, but you have some insight that few have, um, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. So uh, Chiso's Boots brings us, uh, well, the most comfortable boot in Austin that you can ever wear. It's a boot for life. They will be at the Kentucky Derby. The Chief Texan will. Uh, Jamie, you took a pass on that, but uh, there'll be about six of us wearing Chiso's Boots in the owner's box at uh, the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. And that gets us to the Chiso's Boots morning story. The morning story. The seventh running of the Horn Derby, the Horn Classic, as some call it, is a field uh, like no other. And uh, it starts out in the first pole position, a horse by the name of Filthy Lewis. Filthy Lewis, one of the favorites coming in here. He grew, he grew up um, in the paddock, and he made a few few bucks. He made some money early on in some of his races. And, uh, in fact, this is the only horse that had a name change. When he was born as a colt, they named him Dirty Louie. And then after he won a few races and made some money, they changed his name to Filthy Lewis. In the number two position, we have classified documents. Now, this horse was raised in a garage and fed out of the back-end trunk of an owner's Corvette. Interesting feeding uh, operations for classified documents. A remarkable story that hasn't been covered that well, uh, but we just have learned that classified documents has indeed scratched. Number three is Spy Balloon out of Beijing. This horse has been collecting intelligence on the entire field uh, throughout the year. He's featured on several TikTok videos around the globe, but curiously not available for viewing in China. Very odd. Number four is Recession. Most fans aren't aware of this, but Recession has been in this region for several months and has no plans on leaving until 2024. Uh, we'll stop after six here and get some comments from you, Jamie. Uh, the five position is Fate of the Union. This is the son of State of the Union, and he hasn't looked very good in recent outings. And now I'm just getting, I'm just getting word that Fate of the U Union has indeed scratched. He's being replaced uh, by an add-in, Run Like a Mother. Run Like a Mother in the Five Hole, sponsored by Bucky Godbolt and the Mullet Open. Number six is Stair Stumbler, a.k.a. the big guy out of Delaware. This is an aging horse who's had a tough time getting out of the gate. However, the press appears to act as if he's fine and ready to go for today's race. Is he running or not? We won't know until the gates open and the race begins. Jamie, your thoughts on the first six? Very interesting uh, lineup. I just uh, wonder who are the uh, jockeys for some of these because I'm always a big fan of uh, Fast Eddie. There are some jockey stories to be told here, at least on a couple of these horses. Um, the next up is Live Golf. This is a horse out of the Middle East, the most well-funded horse in the field. He has a ton of talent, but very few fans. He arrived this a.m. Uh, this morning in a private jet. He's put on a little bit of weight around his midsection, but his jockey, to your point, Jamie, his jockey wears an iced-up Rolex on both wrists, which is very unusual. Live Golf has never won a race, but frankly doesn't look like he's too terribly concerned about it. The next horse is U-Haul, born in California, but moved to Texas last year. And this horse, U-Haul, has no plans on returning west. Uh, in the next hole is Taxing Disney. He's long overdue now. Now, should Taxing Disney succeed, it would be 
really a, a movement that would level the playing field. He trains out, of course, uh, Florida. Taxing Disney is a nervous horse whose popularity has waned recently. And Jamie, uh, we'll ask for comments after this. It's Brain Vault. Uh, Dr. Eckert aboard again. This is the defending champion, a strong jawline, a little long in the tooth, Brain Vault. Uh, he is a clear-minded favorite uh, and a defending champion. Jamie, your thoughts on that next group? Uh, not really interested in any of them. I don't think any of them are going to be a player. Uh, Brain Vault might be able to pull something in, but the rest of them, it's all up to the jockey. And uh, again, just wondering where fast Eddie is. I like Live Golf. Live Golf. Money right. talks. Saudi, Saudi money. That's it. Money does talk. What did you say, Ty? That uh, nervous money is no money, or scared how do you say money? It? What is it? Scared money don't make money. Well, Live Golf does not have scared money. That's for sure. The next horse is Clydesdale. This was a desperate last-minute entry by his owners. Frankly, Vegas believes, and so do many others, that it's just too little, too late for Clydesdale. His jockey is Jazz Hands. Aboard Clydesdale is Jazz Hands. They have beautifully de designed color silks, and we just don't see how Clydesdale, with even though they have all the blings and color, has a shot to perform like, like he once did. Revgum is next, out of Austin, getting some national exposure now in Walmart and Target, uh, with endorsements from Bucky's, Love's, Trug Stop. This horse has plenty of energy, of course, is on a sugar-free diet plan. The next is AI. It's just too early to tell if AI is going to have any type of talent required to compete in the Horn Derby, but we'll see. Uh, he's a threat, but frankly, no one knows what to think about AI. In the next to last hole is a famous horse out of Paradise Ranch, Wyoming. This is Nunley. Nunley has been hand-trained in unique fashion by B&E Stables. An intimidating presence. Every horse needs to be aware of where Nunley is on the track. He's always in threat to insert himself somewhere in the field. Nunley has a reputation of working from behind. He'll probe the field looking for a hole to make his patented famous move. Some drama unfolded earlier this week when Stair Stumbler backed into Nunley's stall thinking it was his stall and in fact the big guy nearly got jammed up surprisingly nunley seemed glad to have the company in the paddock and finally jamie your favorite uh of the fans favorite this is fast burrow been in every derby and has finished third the last uh, handful of derbies but fast burrow again ridden by fast eddie whose presence is well known in right field not left field but right field among those historic buses at DKR Stadium at every UT baseball game. Once again, uh, Fast Burrow and Fast Eddie, as the jockey, are in this race due to fan interest. So we'll run down the field very quickly here. Filthy Lewis, classified documents has scratched. Spy Balloon, Recession has been replaced by Runs Like a Mother, sponsored by the Mullet Open. Stair Stumbler, the big guy. Live Golf, U-Haul. Taxing Disney, Brain Vault, the defending champion, a little long in the tooth. Clydesdale with Jazz hands aboard. Revgum, AI, Nunley, who's been fiddling around in the back of the paddock all morning long. 
let's see. Closed mullet scratched. And finally, your favorite, Jamie, is Fast Burrow. What's, so there uh, we go. Was the uh, Westlake Tramp Stamp uh, written by Johnny Rogers not to his scratch? Did not even train for this derby. I mean, he's been in some a few claiming races early on, but nothing at this level. I mean, w- when you're mm, looking at a level like this, Very this is uh, a this is this is the elite level here uh, running in the Horn Derby, and and frankly, uh, Johnny Rogers has just not gotten there yet. But you make a great point. He's in development, in in development, and he may make a move uh, at the eighth or ninth running of the Derby. We'll take a break from the banks of 360. The crowd is gathering. And when we come back, we will have the running. The horses will enter the gate coming out of the paddock, walk down by all their owners during this commercial break. T-Watt. Well, Fort Worth does cross my mind a little bit, Jamie. You might want to come down and watch that game uh, with the Longhorns and the Horned Frogs next Friday in Fort Worth. You could ride along with T.Y. if you're interested. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if T.Y. is going down there. He can carpool. Oh, I am. Well, then I'll, dry, I'll, I'll be there. I've been there. We might be having some connectivity issues. All right, well, folks, they're – <laughs> All right, they're, um, they are beginning to load into the gates for the seventh running of the Horn Derby. Some call it the Horn Classic. And, Jamie, I know you, if you aren't going to, your favorite, of course, is Fastboro, ridden by Fast Eddie. But uh, who, who else do you like in the field? Nobody. That's pretty much it. I'm, pre- I'm pretty much laser focused on uh, Fastboro and Fast Eddie. They're known winners. And the professional gambler, T.Y., as you look at the field, any thoughts on this as they begin to load the gate? Uh, I like Liv, and, I, of course, I like the uh, – what, what was the horse out of the B&E stables? Oh, that's Run Like a Mother. That's out of the five hole. Well, yes, I'll, I'll go with B&E stables because, you know, I, I like my homers. Ryan okay, Homer. there we go. <clears throat> well, as they begin to load, of course, we hear that famous – Horn sound as they load, getting everybody ready before the gates open. Wow. My gosh, as you look outside, the crowd gathers on the banks of 360. I can't imagine... Uh, it's a sold-out crowd, Jamie. I hear some folks have kind of slid in the back way in support of, of Nunley. But, man, what a crowd for this one. Yeah, looks fast. All these teams, I don't know. I don't know. The big guy in Clydesdale, they're getting him loaded in right now. Nunley had no problems going right into the shoot. Uh, Filthy Lewis is loaded. Looks like everyone is getting in there. They are. Clydesdale kicking a little bit. Jazz hands not making it easy on Clydesdale as they go through. Filthy Lewis Revgum is ready to go. And just a couple seconds here The uh, as they get the last one in. And all horses are loaded, and we're waiting for them to open. And here we go. 
and they're off. The gates are open for the seventh running of the Horn Derby to the sound of a roaring crowd from the banks of 360 in the high ground. Brain Vault, the defending champion, takes the early lead, followed by Revgum, AI, and Filthy Lewis. Stair Stumbler trips out of the gate, drops to his knees, and quickly decides not to run, even though his handlers promised he would run in this race. Filthy Lewis, taxing Disney, runs like a mother, and Revgum pass by Nunley, giving him a nervous glance as Nunley slides in from behind. Recession threatens the leaders early and then backs off with AI for a move later on. Clydesdale now slow out of the gate and now his jockey is riding side saddle. Jazz Hands is riding side saddle, waving to the crowd, smiling with dramatic Broadway gestures. Filthy Lewis is still first, followed by Rev Gum and runs like a mother. Stair Stumbler has stepped clear of the gate and is roaming around the track as workers look for a place to escort him to a safe space. Brain Vault, our defending champion, takes the lead along runs like a mother and Rev Gum. Filthy Lewis is fourth with U-Haul in fifth. Taxing Disney has moved into sixth, followed by U-Haul, and now Spy Balloon surveys the field in eighth. Clydesdale now simply bucking now in an attempt to toss jazz hands his jockey to the ground it's an odd relationship but one to watch it's like a rodeo now for clydesdale he isn't running he's bucking they went 24 and 3 at the quarter which is a moderate pace for this group runs like a mother rev gum taxing disney u-haul and fast burrow are together clydesdale and stair stumbler no longer a factor as nunley looms in from behind the back of the field they hit the half mile pole at 48 flat and stretch to the back end where Nunley likes to make his patented move. Brain Vault has backed off a bit. Rev Gum moves up with some energy, followed by Runs Like a Mother, Filthy Lewis, Taxing Disney, and Spy Balloon. They hit the six furlong mark at 112 and two. Several horses bunched up now as they round the curve with a sense of urgency as they feel Nunley's presence presence moving in. AI now is hanging close to recession as the two appear not a threat for today's race. Now at the eighth pole in the top of the stretch, Nunley flicks his ears forward with a gentle tug from his jockey's hand. He asked him to go. Nunley now wide-eyed responds and is moving up from behind looking for an opening. Out of the curb and at the top of the stretch they roll. Recession recession not a threat for now rev gum filthy lewis and runs like a mother are together brain fault and u-haul fade as nunley finds some room and inserts himself among the leaders live golf fades no longer a factor four horses together filthy lewis runs like a mother rev gum and taxing disney into the stretch as they turn for home now with a sense of urgency the crowd the crowd urging them on this is unbelievable, as Dave Johnson says, go, let's touch the go. With a furlong to go, the drive for home is on. It's Revgum, runs like a mother, and Nunley, Nunley thrusts himself into the crowd of four, and they clear a spot for him to move in. It's run like a mother, Nunley, and now Fast Burrow with Fast Eddie aboard. It's neck and neck. Head-to-head head bobbing, lunging, lunging as Nunley 
clears the front and crosses first. Nunley is first, runs like a mother was second. Bassborough was third, and Filthy Lewis finished fourth. Wow, what a finish to the seventh running of the Horn Derby. Can you believe it? Pretty exciting, sir. (laughs) 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 It's good stuff. Good stuff, sir. Good stuff. Nunley. 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 Fastborough. He placed. That's right. The money. Fastborough finished third again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. What a horse. The crowd was into it from the very beginning. The horses that we figured didn't have a shot were not there. Runs like a mother out of the five hole, finishing second, uh, not to be overlooked. This horse is going to be a future Hall of Famer, in my view. Uh, but none, it was Nunley's day. You kind of sensed it in the paddock. All the other horses were nervous about him. We'll be back from the base of 360 TY. This is Trace Atkins, and I still can't believe Flowers has his own radio show. Unbelievable. You never can tell in, uh, what's going to happen in the Horn Derby. Thanks for all your support, uh, T.Y., and all of those listeners that uh, contributed, particularly getting Nunley in the race like that. And congratulations to him and all those folks out in Wyoming that uh, brought him along to have him win by head today in the seventh running of the, of the Horn Derby. Jamie, how are Clifford Studios, my friend? Cliff City's great. Uh, yeah, we're. Uh, I'm looking right now, and they're uh, showering Fast Eddie. That of course he didn't win the show, but he did place. So they're showering him with Bud Light right now. Him and uh, Fast Burrow. So uh, very much exciting events going on. Fast Burrow, Fast Eddie. So it's life changing. That's all I got to say. That's right. You know what's 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 cool about you know radio? I think is all the the very interesting relationships that you make. And I mean, you've had TY now in your house. Uh, you've had several others come by, you've set up a studio. Of course I say in your house, I mean, it can't become, it can't become the epicenter of a, of a podcast for every group of Austin wants to do it. But uh, it's, it, it's so cool. And I love what you've done there. And I think it's, it is a, a neat thing. And I think what you're doing, um, is interesting. I mean, the folks that you have lined up to do your own podcasts are are fascinating. And I'll, I'll be there later this week uh, to spend at least one night with you before I head to Fort Worth for the Friday night UT TCU game. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, you and Aaron are going to be uh, going to be using the podcast there. That'll be a good time. Um, yeah, we'll have to get have you on a couple times once you uh, come on down and uh, get. Uh, Joe uh, Maring in there and and uh, talk a little bit of Austin, Texas and astrophysics. Merge those two together. Be great. I'm sure you've got a ton of folks for your. Have you named your podcast? Yeah, podcast is uh, Morty Unleashed, named after uh, his dog Morty, who his only skill is to hump anything that is moving or not moving. So that's Morty Unleashed. Yeah, he's. Wow, he and Nunley have a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 
you know, there, there's so many. I don't want to tell Noah. I don't want to tell Noah about the ark, but uh, obviously, right there in the big ugly tailgate, which you have become a, a staple of, uh, the great Ben Buckman, Johnny Rogers, Casey Stuttered. Um, I mean, just just line them up. I mean, and uh, clearly on a, a podcast very different than live radio, you have the opportunity to to really dig dig deep and get into some areas that you certainly wouldn't have been able to get into before in case he comes to mind immediately. Yeah. He'll be fun to have on. It's uh he's, there's no filter, especially on a podcast. So Casey will be unfiltered. That's right. So my role, when I get here uh, out here in Palestine at this beautiful property that we have the opportunity to spend some time in is to, to uh, I get to cook in a crock pot, which we will, make tacos from throughout the weekend. And I did a little combo action on this. Uh, I watched this guy on YouTube named Danos. He does Danos spices and he just seems like a great guy, but uh, he did a combination of, of small brisket and a pork and combined them in a crock pot. And that's what I did uh, before the, the board members that don't tell my wife stables arrived. And man, it was good. I got it. I would love to make some make a small crock pot of this stuff for uh, Clifford Studios when you have a when you have a handful of guests come in there to lay down some pod podcasts. What kind of tacos? What, ta- what kind of tacos are you making? So it's it's ends up being shredded brisket and shredded pork, mm-hmm. and I cooked it for for twelve hours on low in a crock pot with um, all sorts of stuff uh, to include smoked coconut flakes and smoked peppercorn um, corns, whatever they're called and 12 hours overnight and then shred it in the morning and then put it back in there. And I had a little uh, avocado sauce. I think you would love it. I mean, you're one of your favorite places to go is Mia Madre's and uh, man, this would be, a, this would be a great taco to put on their menu. I think, of course, I always go in there and get the number. I think I get the number 15. Over at Mia Madres. How's the bass fishing going up there in Palestine? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we caught and kept, let's see, 46 yesterday, 46 bass. The biggest was only three and a half pounds. And so it was a little disappointing, but I think that the, I think the weather had a lot to do with it because it was wicked thunderstorms and rain that came in here and kind of raised the lake. Uh, probably a foot and a half or so. When you do that, you change the whole living environment of the bass that are beginning to move up to spawn. Um, But we're going to get back after it today. And uh, I would like to know when that UT game is on. I should know that, but I'm out here in East Texas. 2.30. first pitch? Okay. Yeah. Did, uh, did, Did Roger get a new boat up there at the lake? Uh, yeah, we've got, we, we're not in the pontoon boat, but we still have the pontoon boat, but now we've got two boats. So we got a little bass boat and we got a little pontoon boat and, uh, it's, uh, it's handy cause we got four, four board members up here. And today we had some organically harvested protein venison, uh, for breakfast, um, as we were putting together the final, uh, horses that were some were scratching i mean it was all over the place this morning with the horn derby so there was a lot of activity here in palestine um trying to get the horn derby together but we did have some two boats and 
biscuits and sausage. So we slap some sausage on a best on a biscuit and let's go. Is Frito? So, did Frito show up or is he? Uh... Uh, yeah, Jet, you're talking about Jeff Fry, yeah. and he was he was invited. He has not shown up, but uh, he has an open invite to show up today. And he did text earlier this morning, saying asking about the fishing. And I told him it was ideal conditions, but we just haven't stumbled into a big fish yet. Uh, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if he makes a, an, an e- early afternoon appearance out here because this is the time of year. If you're if you like to fish, this this type time of year and the next sixty days, really, you got to get on the water. And it's a great time to take a kid fishing. If you have a niece, a nephew, a son, or daughter, grandson, granddaughter, take them fishing. Now's the time. I mean, it it, it is a feeding frenzy. And some of these perch, some of these brim, you know, whatever, whatever you call them here in Texas, you know, we call them all brim up in the Northeast perch are different fish, but we call them perch or brim. They are huge. Um, and I, I would love to, to, I, I haven't gone perch fishing, brim fishing in years, but man, some of the size of these jokers that I saw yesterday made, made me want to go get a fly rod and I'm not a big fly rod fly fisherman. I've gone about four or five times, thanks to the folks over in Sportsman's Finest. But man, I could see having a lot of fun on, with a fly rod and with some of these giant perch. And I think you would like it too. I think I've always felt like you would love fly fishing, Jimmy. Uh, your buddy, Steve Joyce is up there at Valley Mills. They got like a 300-pound uh, uh, hog last night. So they've been out there shooting. Really? Yeah. Huh. Not a lot you can do with the 300-pound hog, except leave it there, bury it. Yeah, so at this one ranch, you know, East Texas is interesting because unlike most other parts of Texas, there is not a significant, in fact, there's at all, it's it's actually illegal to shoot if you see a turkey, <coughs> excuse me, in East Texas. Hmm. But, but up here yesterday in Palestine were representatives from the National Turkey uh, Federation, um, I forget if that's the right name of it, but the Wild Wild Turkey Federation, I think it's called. And they're really trying to make an effort to get turkeys to flourish here in East Texas, but they haven't been able to. And that's been in large part by the threats because the coyotes, the, the pigs, um, and what has happened for some reason here in East Texas is the pigs, to your point, uh, there, there aren't a lot of pigs out here in East Texas for either the freeze uh, drove them out of here, killed some of them, or for whatever reason, they've kind of moved out of East Texas. So the Wild Turkey Federation is trying to see this as an opportunity to replenish. And, and I've got a little experience with stocking and growing a turkeys in that up at West Point. They were trying to do the same thing, reintroduce turkeys, the eastern gobble, eastern turkeys up there. And my father was part of this where they in they, they brought in four set four couples, four sets of turkeys, four pair of turkeys, and put them in in like 1980. And to this day, if you go back, and that was like, you know, 30 years ago. Um, yeah, 30 years ago, 90, 10, yeah, 30 something years ago. If you go back to where they first put in those four pair of turkey that you still see turkey in that area and they have absolutely flourished. So I think they're trying to replicate that here in East Texas. But right now, if you buy a, you know, your hunting combination license in the great state, it says 
you get turkey tags, but it says they're not valid in East Texas. Wow, I know that. Do you, do you run into hogs up there at all? I have not seen a hog out here in East Texas in Palestine. I'm sure they are out here somewhere, but is, is I haven't seen I haven't seen one in over a year. Has Roger got a high fence or just low fence out there? No, oh, it's 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 yeah. The landowner's got a it, this part is a high fence, but there's some low fence property lined with it as well. So interesting. Uh, yeah. So it is a, an interesting deal. So, um, so they're going to play a double hitter today. Did I hear that right? Uh, that it's looking that way. I, I, I received a text from Craig way earlier that uh, UT was about to announce that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let the, the listeners know for sure when, whenever that's officially announced though. Did, did you watch any of the game or Jamie, did you watch any of the game last night? I'm curious to know if no. Ace Whitehead was involved in at all. I did not watch any of the game. I was planning on maybe going to a game today though. So if it's doubleheader, could be a day day full of baseball. Ugh. Now Jamie's that's Jamie's favorite kind of day, right? As long as you're in a suite, that's it. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're in a suite. Uh, well, I'm, we're looking forward to the Kentucky Derby, um, and I wish you were going with us, Jamie. But who knows? Maybe the magic will happen again, and we'll have a chance to go to the. What are uh, the, the pre- what, what are the odds the, for well, for your horse? What's going on right now? Um, it, it, it's too early to even consider seriously any sort of odds. What we know is going to happen is uh, Forte will be the favorite. Uh, then Tappet Trice, uh, a horse that we thought was going to be in the Derby, is not in the Derby. Red Route 1 um, did not make the Derby. And I don't even know why I mentioned that horse because, well, I thought it was going to get in the Derby. Um, and then there's there's one other one that I can't think of a horse out of Japan, um, and then there's there's one other to to pay attention to. There's one gray horse. Many people love the grays. You hear you hear them talk about it all the time. That's that will be one of the favorites. But uh, right now I'm not I'm not exactly sure what our odds are. It's been kind of all over the place right now. But rest assured, the evil doer Forte Forte will be the one that uh, we're going to have to to run down for the roses. And I can't, I think yeah, I should send a, uh, put a helmet cam on, uh, on the chief Texan while he's up there at the Derby. I think that would make some good watching. It should be fun. Well, we're going to be in a place called the home stretch club and it's a new feature at Churchill Downs where they, they've opened it up last year, but they hadn't really figured out. They did a good after action review and they had too many people in there. And anyway, but they've added some seating features. I think there's there's estimates like 130,000 people will be at the Kentucky Derby uh, on the 6th of May. Wow. That's a lot of people. Yeah, they said that uh, that ace he threw last night. So I haven't seen any of the uh, any of the box okay. scores, but I have to go look that up. Ty, have you uh, have you been tracking at all the Kentucky Derby? It's still a couple of weeks out, so. Um, I know you're not really familiar with the ponies, but it is an opportunity for you to get on in there and get on in there. Uh, I have not done very much research yet, but I'm definitely planning on it. And I'm definitely, I told Bucky this week, I'm going to give him a little bit of coin to take down to the, the what's the track called down there in San Antonio or outside of San Antonio? I can't sleep. He said he's going to go down there morning of <sighs> and, and put some money on conference game. So I'm, I'm going to have to definitely do some research before that uh, on some of the earlier races and, and the big one. Well, just keep in mind, there are only two people 
two types of people that lose money in betting the horses, and that is uh, horse owners and friends of horse owners. Yeah. <laughs> so bet. <laughs> so bet objectively. <laughs> Use your uh, professional skills that you've developed over the last couple of years to. Well, uh, I I do know one person that you don't want to, what to do. Don't give money to Colonel to bet on a horse for you because that ends up <laughs> that ends up horribly. Go ahead and tell tell a quick story about that, Colonel. Oh my gosh! I will tell that story right after the break. Oh my gosh! I cost a guy seven thousand dollars. Thankfully, he's on he's on the plane with us this year, so I've kind of redeemed myself. We'll be back for the banks of three sixty. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm too slow for working too fast. I don't do windows, so honey, don't ask. But I'm pretty good at drinking beer. Go get it. Maybe I'm. Oh, yes. Well, so at the break, Jamie was asking me to talk. Last time we went to the Kentucky Derby, we were in support of a horse called My Boy Jack that finished fifth five years ago. I was not uh, in on that horse, which I've learned means when you say, are you in on the horse? Are you part owners? No, I was not an owner of my boy, Jack, but he was in our stable. And so we went to the Derby and this was my first rodeo, my first Derby. And we, uh, we consumed a little too much on the flight over and uh, a local Austinite had given me <laughs> a, a bet to place for him. And I don't, he wouldn't mind. It's Ron Duncan who lives there. Uh, very uh, great Austinite, great Texan there with his wife, Amy and Austin and uh, their kids went to Regents and, uh, and I made my way up to the, uh, to place the bet and got it completely wrong. Was trying to do it right, but I failed. And uh, after the race, you know, my boy Jack finished fifth. So we were like, Oh, okay, well, that's good. You know, pretty good. Not bad for a little, little small, little cult in the 20. And then Duncan texts me and says, Hey, I won. I won. I got it exactly right. He had like, I forget what he did. You would probably know T Y He had like four horses and he boxed them, tripled them, affected them, whatever it was. And I went up and look and I, I did the bet wrong and he would have won $7,000. <laughs> Yeah, I would be pretty was, pissed, pissed at you. Girl. I mean, what, yeah. what what do you say to him? What I mean, you go, hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, I got I got good news and bad news. The good news is all your uh, all your all your picks came in. That's the good news. Yeah, yeah, and and I go and you know you didn't give me any money, so I bet you know with my own money. But let's just act like. Uh, that never happened. I'll cover you. You don't owe me anything, but I screwed it up and you didn't get it. <laughs> I've redeemed myself uh, a little bit, I think, uh, because he said, you know what? I now have a story to tell for the rest of my life. And so do my sons. And we uh, got him a spot and his wife, a spot on the airplane that's flying out for this year's the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. And he's going with us. So hopefully, uh, It'll be a better trip, but oh gosh, that was bad. So this is a business trip, Jamie. I'm taking this is a serious trip. 
So I will be in a uh, sport coat um, and I will be dialed in ready to go because I am in on confidence game. It's a business trip. This isn't my first rodeo now, so it'll be a little different than last time. (laughs) Good Lord. That was embarrassing. Now, have you been watching uh, – I'm very interested to watch a uh, college football team next year, Colorado. I am uh, with Deion Sanders. The uh, Johnny just sent in a, uh, a little text about uh, how the impact of Deion Sanders is changing the face of Colorado as we speak. He's uh, Well, that's right. Season tickets are sold out. You sold may have out. mentioned. Yeah, seven, 700%, 700% increase in merch sales added uh, 800,000 in social media followers and uh, now 45,000 people are going to intend to attend today's spring game. That's huge. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're uh, it'll be under the microscope. It'll be awesome. But uh, Dion's been on, I've seen him on a lot. He's, he's pushing, he's pushing all sorts of crazy merch now, but uh, Dion's cowboy had, hat. Yeah. I heard he's a great recruiter, though. So that's a team to watch, definitely. NIL stuff, yeah. He recruited a quarterback out of Hereford, Texas, a rare, a red-headed, blue-eyed, six-foot-four quarterback to Jackson State out of Hereford, who played one year of JUCO ball at uh, Navarro, and. That quarterback, who's a product of arid out football academies and camps, uh, told me that his experience at Jackson State in interaction with Deion Sanders was nothing short of remarkable. Really? He said he knew my name. He knew where I was from, my team. He said he, he cared for every one of those he said it was Mark. He said he never experienced anything like it. And uh, I've never met Dion, but um, I know just like T.Y. knows um, who they open up against in the 2023 season this fall. TCU. That's right. And that's going to be interesting, particularly the, I don't want to say shenanigans, but the mind games that Neon has always uh mixed into anything that he does, whether it's as a defensive back or um, great baseball player too. Oh my gosh. He was, he was, he was something else. And he and Bo Jackson, you know, when they were both, there were two players that were playing two professional sports at the same time. It was some of the best uh, sports when you think about it back then. I mean, Bo Jackson, you know, leading off the all-star game in 88, um, yeah, but I mean, uh, but Bo Jackson was with the Royals and then the White Sox and I forget who else he played for, but Dion was with the Atlanta Braves and the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What an athlete, Jamie. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch. It'll see, you know, um, I don't know. You know, this is this is the type the time of year where everyone goes, we'll see. After all the spring games are over with, we'll see. <laughs> Jamie, I'll see you that later this week, man. I appreciate you very much. I'll see you in the ATX. TY, thank you, sir. Keep pressing those buttons. I'll see you on the high ground.
Always look on the right side of life For life is quite absurd And death's the final word You must always face the curtain with a bow Forget about your scene Give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your life chance anyhow So always look on the bright side of death Just before you draw your terminal breath 